0: We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the Bet-U-L Network. Well, it's almost fight time for the main card UFC 272, taking place in Las Vegas. Brendan Tobin's in Miami. Sean Levine here in Kansas City. Producer Jake is in Philadelphia. Final segment here, so turn that radio up because we've got some good advice as far as tonight's betting angles go before that though Brendan what's going on you were telling me some bad news during the break yeah I just want to send out some prayers and wishes to Guillermo Rigondeau the former bantamweight super bantamweight champion of the world uh trains down here in Miami at the Muhammad Ali gym he recently just lost a couple weeks ago a, uh, split decision loss but he had a, a terrible accident at his house he was cooking black beans Cuban staple down here his one got clogged in his pressure cooker the thing exploded and boiling water got into his eyes Um, So he's only got like 20% of his vision right now. He's in the hospital battling. They do think that it's possible he makes a recovery. I don't know if he fights again, but he should be able to see again. But just just a staple down here in the South Florida community. Wishing all the best to Guillermo Rigondeau, his family, and hope he has a a speedy recovery because that guy's a staple down here. Yeah, no doubt. Prayers up to Guillermo. Welcome back into Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. All right, let's go ahead and give out our best bets tonight. Before, you know, it's Saturday night, we're going to, to get parlayed coming up here in just a minute as far as my best bet goes tonight I kind of keep going back and forth but the more that we talk it out the more I'm thinking Edson Barbosa should probably not be an underdog should probably go off either as a slight favorite or even money if I can get him at plus 142 I think I'm going to call that Levine's Lock tonight. Everybody's all over Bryce Mitchell, Thug Nasty. He trains with the hogs and the chickens and the goats. Hey, that's great, but I think he's going to end up on his backside tonight. Give me Junior Barbosa, my best bet tonight at plus 142. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it from you. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I think that you have good reasons for that. I'm still going to go with uh, with Thug Nasty to get it done tonight by submission. I think this will be his coming out party tonight, but. I certainly i certainly get why you're thinking the way that you are this is a lot that he's got to prove and edson's kind of been there done that proven it against some of the best but you can't you can't do it till you do it and just because he hasn't does it hasn't done it doesn't mean he can't do it and i do think that that will be a showcase tonight for thug nasty night getting the submission done in uh in tonight's matchup
1: yeah uh so i actually put together a what uh, we can get into let's get parlayed a little bit right now because I put together a, uh, I guess, Method to the Madness parlay, you could call it. All of the leans that I gave out in Method to the Madness combined, uh, Colby by points, RDA uh, by decision, Edson Barboza by KO, Holland by points, and Spivak by KO or submission. That'll pay out uh, 160 to 1. So that's what I'm going to be riding. It'll probably be over quickly. I'm sure Greg Hardy's going to put an end to the party but um there's a couple other interesting fights uh I know Klein the guy uh is it Luvol Klein I believe is his name exciting prospect fighting Devontae Smith on short notice I think that there is some value on his knockout prop not a ton of stats behind that that's more eye test uh he, he seems to he seems to have a, a really good combination of hands and and kicks and things that he throws so That'll be one in the early prelims coming up here that I'm going to be
0: on tonight. Well, it is Saturday night, so we're going to try to get parlayed. Look, man, a three-way parlay is exciting for me. You went five (laughs) ways on us, bro. Long shot. uh, Long shot, but if it hits, you're going to be feeling pretty good and drinks on Jake tonight. Brendan, before I get yours, I figured out a way to make Colby Covington even money tonight because I think he's going to win the fight. That's why he's minus 340. Now, the way you have to do it is parlay him. And you got to parlay him a couple of ways. So I'm going to take Sergey Spivak, right, at minus 200, and then Edson Barboso. So I got to go three ways on this thing, and I'm taking two heavy favorites, but I'm going three ways, not five, and I actually feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I think that's probably a, a smart path from you because I think there are some really strong favorites tonight. Uh, especially if you do like Colby, which I don't know if you do like Colby or if you're also sprinkling hospital. I never know with you. It's you know it, it's buddy. it's you very know it's very wishy-washy. Like I, I feel like I've already given my big lock of the night. My lock of the night is I'm taking Horia Mosby by knockout. I'm taking him by knockout in this fight. It's already great. you're getting it uh, at nearly four to one tonight. So uh, I don't feel like I have to get any more bold than that. I'm I'm celebrating 305 day the right way, and so will he. This place is gonna go nuts, by the way. Pots and pans in the streets.
1: So just a question, BT, I know it's three or five day, but hmm. I mean, isn't, isn't Colby kind of, I know he got to excommunicated. Isn't he kind of a Miami guy? How do people feel
0: about Colby? Like actually down there in Miami
1: from Portland. I know he's from out of town, but I mean, yeah, he man, actually he's...
0: in fairness to him. He does train in Miami. Jorge actually trains in coconut Creek, which is uh, which is in Broward County. But, uh, and, and, uh, and Kobe actually trains in Hialeah, which is, Oh, I heaven mean, forbid you be in this suburbs, pretty Slickers. Oh, he comes well, in. Well, uh, I mean, um, listen, Oh Hialeah, goodness, Hialeah is one, 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 when you boys come down here for the trip, I will take you to Hialeah. It is a special, special place. It is, uh, it is, it is a, it is a different type of America. You will, you will come down here and you will learn things. You will be cultivated, You will have excellent food. You will see chickens running around the streets. It'll be so fantastic. I can't wait to expose you guys to the real Miami down here. That sounds like an absolutely unbelievable time. That being said, the only problem with people like you from Miami is you don't accept us outsiders like Colby Covington, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Is there a bigger, I guess, transient community? I don't know if that'd be the right way to put it than Miami, where nobody's from. Nobody's from Miami. Everybody ends up in Miami because it's a great place. So why hold that against Colby? because you're fighting a guy who was actually from and born and raised down here. I'm sorry. them's the breaks. I don't know what to tell you, dude. We'll adopt you. Like, listen, we're, we're sitting here. We'll root for Dustin Poirier. If Colby Covington is fighting somebody else, we'll uh, we'll maybe hop on that bandwagon, but the damage is done. I don't know what to tell you. You're fighting Miami's guy. You guys want me to really hit a nerve. Wait until I tell them that Dwayne Wade's one of the most overrated players in NBA history. But we'll go, we'll go <laughs> ahead and save that until after the show. And here I thought you couldn't get any dumber. Like, what, what are we talking about? I mean, you're, you're, you're going to go out here and talk about the third greatest shooting guard like that. Get out of yeah. here. They wouldn't believe it. That's the second time I've heard that this weekend. Last night, my girlfriend said the same thing. She was like, I can't believe it. don't think you could get any dumber. So my girlfriend on and off the radio, I appreciate that. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Jake Galley. Let's put a bow on this thing and just go ahead and wrap up all these fights. Your final thoughts on the Dos Anjos Moicano fight, Brendan, where it just feels like maybe a little bit too much too quick. And I don't mean in the career. Obviously, we've seen Moicano for a while now. It just you're coming in off less than a week's notice against a guy in Dos Anjos that not only is he coming off a win, but he needs this win. He's in great shape. If it goes into deep waters, minus 180 might not be heavy enough. Yeah, and I think with uh, Dos Anjos, I don't think anybody would probably love a catchweight fight more than him because he doesn't love being a 155-er, but that is where he's been more successful. So doesn't have to go all the way down, only to 160 for this so you're you're getting the benefit of not only getting the guy who's got the quick turnaround but you don't have to cut as much weight for the fight. Uh I like him tonight. I don't know if it's going to be spectacular, but I think it's good enough to get the
1: W and I think that's all he needs right now. And cuz BT I know that we're both on RDA by decision. Uh are you a little worried I like I like when I was capping this fight, I did kind of take into consideration well Moykono could maybe take a couple hits, and he's he's not well enough conditioned. This is a five-round fight. Um, you know, he's not well enough conditioned to go deep, whereas, you know, RDA's not the type of guy, at least at this point, that's going to knock, you, knock your lights out in a couple hits. But if you're really poorly conditioned, I think that it could happen. Are you worried about that at all? I'm not
0: worried about poor condition because he did just fight like four weeks ago. So unless he really let himself go, I feel like he's actually probably going to be in pretty decent shape since he just fought. But I just think that there's a, I, there's definitely a, a letdown of guard, right? Like, you're not yeah. not at your absolute peak like like RDA is. But I do think for RDA, he's definitely had to deal with some stuff, too. Like, right, he thought he was going to get maybe Makachev at one point. You're, pre- you're preparing for Fazeev. So there's a lot of mental games that he had to go to, too. Thankfully, he's 37 years old. He's been there, done that before. I feel like that if this was a younger fighter, I'd worry about it more so than a guy who's a former champion and has all the experience that he has. Dos Anjos also coming in, losing four of his last six fights. But, and this is a big but, and I like big butts, and I cannot lie, uh, Kiesa, Leon Edwards, Usman, and Colby Covington were the guys that beat him. So, I'm not going to hold it against the dude too much. Kevin Holland, minus 375, taking on... Cowboy Oliveira, another welterweight contest. I think that Kevin Holland wins this one. I think he has a lot of different ways to win it. I'll take him by knockout and say he goes back to the guy that we saw that went 5-0 and oh, a couple of calendar years ago. But minus 375 is way too heavy. If you want to take Cowboy Oliveira just because you get 3-1 to one on it, I'm not going to be mad at you. I think it's too like with Kevin, uh, I, you know, I've said, I think that he just needs to get a win tonight too. He's one of those guys where just get back in the win column. But – you know, it's interesting. I think it's between him and and Bryce Mitchell as far as, like, who is the young guy who's going to shine tonight and who is the guy who can really make a name for himself. I think that Kevin Holland, if he does get a win spectacular fashion, he can definitely rock that mic in the right way, say that he's back, and everybody will believe the hype train again. He's already done it once. So I think that it's just a matter of him getting the, the the following and gathering back him. Same thing with Bryce. Bryce, to me, feels like he could cut the best promo tonight everybody's going to fall in love with him. Everybody's going to think he's that dude, but obviously he's got a huge test in front of him with the experience and the danger that Barboza brings to the table. I was watching his highlights last night. My girlfriend peeked over my shoulder, and she goes, that guy's cute, so I already got to watch out for barboza oh, Because so a minus him. one. What's that? So you're rooting against him. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's one of the reasons why, and I've already bet he's totally, Hey, him listen, don't let her see Barboza with his shirt off, though. That dude is, I mean, he is ripped to shreds isn't he though he looked great and bryce mitchell honestly looked like the wake cup might have hurt him a little bit minus 176 for mitchell the favorite which surprises me plus 142 sergey spivak the heavyweights they're going to open up the main card minus 200 taking on greg hardy at plus 156. we got a couple of minutes left boys so let's go ahead and spend all of that on colby covington and jorge Mazadal. this is the fight that i've been looking forward to the most not just the card but the actual fight this entire year do you think that we might have spent a little bit too much time just talking about what both guys did, BT, against Kamaru Usman, playing that carousel game? Because it feels like a lot of people's theory is the reason why Colby's such a favorite is he gave Usman a better fight than Masvidal. You can't argue the facts. That is what happened. But if you dive a little deeper into it, I feel like maybe you put a little bit of money on Masvidal. I think for me, the thing that's most interesting out of the Usman fights is that Masvidal got knocked into the next Tuesday. Like, I sure. think, th- how is he going to bounce back from that? Stylistically, I don't think it really matters that much. I think for Colby, the feather in a cap would be more the matchup against RDA, matchups against Robbie, matchups against Tyrone Woodley, to go that path to go win this fight. Uh, for Jorge, you know, can he do something spectacular? Can he be the guy that he was in 2019 that was just obliterating fools? Instead of the guy who only got one fight in 2020 and one fight in 2021, both of them against Usman. So, yeah, I think that probably a little bit too much. But the thing that's most important is how does he bounce back from that knockout loss? How does he look when he gets touched on the chin? You look good tonight, unlike Dwayne Wade. That's Jay Galley, Brendan Tobin. What a coward thing to Dean. say at the end of the show. Thank you to our guest as oh I'm sorry, what would you say? Thank you. What to a our coward, coward thing people. to like, say at the end of the show. Place, you heard I'm me. sorry, I still didn't hear you. And Joe yeah. Osborne of Odd Shark. UFC 272 tonight, guys. Enjoy the fight. You're locked in. I didn't hear what you said. You're locked in to the BETQL Network. Every Saturday,
1: we have all your
0: combat sports betting needs covered. Listen to Tapped Out with Sean Levine and Brendan Tobin from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the BETQL Network.